and welcome to Rewind Design. My name is Katie McNabb and I am the host and creator of this podcast you're listening to. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I just wanted to say that this is, I guess, technically the first episode of 2023 on my schedule, so I'm very excited and happy to share this one with you. It's a little bit emotional, there's some dedications involved, and I just want to say a big thank you so much to Lisa and her daughter Brooke for being a part of this episode in dedication to her uncle and aunt, Jerry and Wanda, whom I spoke to in 2022, and unfortunately at the end of the year they have both passed away. So this episode is in dedication to the two of them to respect their love for cottage country and their love of their cottage on Lake Muskoka and to really cherish the memories that they they had there. So thank you so much for being a part of it and thank you to Lisa again for sharing your side of the story as well. I met these two wonderful people, Jerry and Wanda Henderson, in the summer of 2022, and I had the absolute pleasure of meeting them at their lakefront cottage nestled in the trees on Lake Muskoka near Bella. I was working on another episode of the podcast, Bonnie on Bannockburn Road, which I released a few weeks ago, who is their neighbor just around the cove. She introduced me to Jerry and Wanda, who were more than happy to share their own cottage history story with me. They've been married for 52 years. In 1970, they got married, and they've spent all their summers in Muskoka. Jerry's family has owned the property for 90 years, and it was bought by his grandfather in 1932. So over the last few months in the summer, I visited with Jerry and gained a wonderful friendship with him. I learned about all his remarkable life full of tremendous adventure, travel, and excitement. He invited me over for Sauvignon Blanc on his front deck overlooking the lake, and we chatted for hours about his Muskoka history. We also dove deep into his love of his career at Suncor as a merchandising manager and all the travels after retirement with Wanda, including many cruises, travels to New Zealand, Europe, and Africa, and we realized we'd actually traveled to many of the same countries, and we connected through speaking about our adventures. He inspired me to live my life to the fullest, to travel everywhere I possibly can, and to appreciate the beautiful area we live in. He was so in love with Muskoka, his childhood cottage, and it felt so heartwarming to share this time with him and learn about his love and deep history in Muskoka. I was very saddened to hear of his passing in September at the age of 91 and his wife's subsequent passing last month, as I just visited with them both a few months ago, and I wish to share my condolences with their family and also his niece, Lisa, and her daughter, Brooke, who also shared their story with me. In the audio version of this episode, you'll be hearing from Lisa, Jerry and Wanda's niece, and her cottage history story, which intertwines with Jerry's. So again, I am dedicating this episode to Jerry and Wanda and wish lots of love to all of their extended family. So meeting with Jerry, I listened to his life story, his love of cottage country, and that's really a cherished memory for me. At the time I met with him, he was 91 years old and still making the seasonal trips to his lakefront cottage on Sunny Cove, Lake Muskoka, from his home in Mississauga. He spoke for his love of golf, his love of his New Year's traditions and celebrations at the cottage in the winter and cross-country skiing with his little dog in his backpack into the cottage and celebrating with friends. He talked about his home in Etobicoke and that he loved on the end of his cul-de-sac and just he, he really emanated just pure joy and love of the area, which was just so heartwarming 
to feel that from someone because I just, I feel the same way. To jump into the history of the cottage property, Jerry's grandfather was from Barrie with Scottish ancestry and he was an engineer for CNR. He bought the original farmhouse on Sunny Cove in 1932 on Lake Muskoka without his wife's permission. Jerry winked when he told me this. He had been on the same cottage property since 1932, and this year was his 90th year on the property, so Jerry being the third generation cottager. Sunny Cove is located on Lake Muskoka, on the northwest corner of the lake with a southern exposure looking towards Acton Island. The cove is calm, and the water is so glassy, and many people come to barefoot water ski in this cove. So when Jerry initially reached out to me in the following email, I'm just going to read read the email he sent to me about how his family acquired the property. So you'll get a little bit of a gist of, of what he was like in this email. The property, the entire cove, was purchased by my grandfather, Luke Spearn, in 1932. He had six children, willed the property to his family. Each of his children got a lot. Lots were decided by picking a number from the hat in order of birth. The original cottage was a farmhouse with a wraparound veranda, which was the cottage for 27 years. Then, upon death and division of lots, it was torn down in the 1950s, and new strictly summer cottages were built from then on. When the original cottage was torn down, we found newspapers in the wall used for insulation, and they were 75 years old. My mother said she would put up the lot in $2,500, and the rest was the responsibility of my sister and I. After 15 years of sharing, my wife and I bought the only undeveloped lot from my Uncle Frank in 1975. We built a winterized cottage in 1976 and at that time, there were no winterized cottages on Bannockburn Road. To access, we cross-country skied in from Highway 169, backpacking all food, wine, etc., including our Lassa Apso. We spent 16 New Year's Eves there from 1976 to 1992, and it was wonderful. He wrote wonderful in all caps. (laughs) He actually spent a week there one winter. Then he said, that gives some info for a start, Katie, if interested in taking this further. P.S. Today, there are 10 cottages that are now used in winter on the same road, and the road is plowed. Jerry Henderson. So just to describe Jerry's property and the current 1976 cottage, um, obviously the cottage has changed quite a bit from the original 1900s farmhouse that originally stood where Lisa's cottage now stands. Jerry's cottage is located just around the cove towards the south, and it was built on the vacant property he bought from his uncle Frank, who was one of six children of the original grandfather who acquired one of those six lots. The lot has a beautiful southern exposure with low-lying shrubs in front of the 70s-style cottage with an asymmetric peaked roof and large pane windows with mullions, which is surmounted by large deciduous trees with canopies enveloping the property. The cottage is painted in olive green that blends into the landscape with an understated disposition. They also have a garage which has a unique living quarters full of pops of color and a boathouse with a rooftop platform to enjoy the view of Sunny Cove. Notably, Jerry pointed out that when he first built the cottage, he had an issue with the roof and it was actually Paul Donaldson who is now the owner of Muskoka Lumber who came quick to help Jerry out and he was only 21 years old at the time. So Jerry loved telling that story to me knowing that um, Paul is now very successful with the ownership of Muskoka Lumber spread across um, Muskoka and I mean I work with Muskoka Lumber all the time now so it was pretty cool to hear that little anecdote. He only great things to say about Paul. So once I met with Jerry, he also spoke very highly and lovingly about his niece, Lisa, 
so he thought it'd be a wholesome idea for me to meet with her to capture her side of the conversation, as well as her love of Muskoka. So in this week's podcast episode, I'm speaking to Lisa about her emotional attachments we all have to our cottages and what we love so much about being up here in cottage country. So Lisa's cottage is located on the original build site of Jerry's grandfather's original farmhouse. So it looks directly down the cove out towards Lake Muskoka with a beautiful sunset view, which she describes as her most favorite part of the cottage. So her lot is one of the six that was divided from the original property, and her lot is roughly one acre with 160 feet of frontage. The new cottage was built in the 50s. It has many memories for Lisa, including her childhood spent with Bonnie's daughter from the previous episode, Bonnie on Bannockburn Road, her daughter Mary. So stay tuned to hear her story. And again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode, and a big thank you to Lisa Brooke Cherry and Wanda. Hi, my name is Lisa Paul. I am 58 years old. Our cottage is located on Lake Muskoka. My relationship with Jerry Henderson, mm-hmm. um, when I say how, that's how I got up here, through my family. Our family has been up here for 90 years. In fact, my great-grandfather purchased this bay 90 years ago last month. There are now six generations of us. I'm fourth generation, and Jerry being third generation. Uncle Jerry's cottage from from our cottage. So this is the original lot. So my great-grandfather, who purchased the bay... Uh, built his original cottage on this lot. As time went on and families grew bigger, um, my great-grandfather, actually, when he purchased, he, he purchased the bay with the intention of giving all of his kids a lot. So there were six kids, and each of the children and was given a lot. Mm-hmm. Not every child built on the lot, So there were some that were vacant, and that is how Uncle Jerry was able to, him and Aunt Wanda were able to build. They purchased a lot from Uncle Frank, and my mom continued, my mom bought Uncle Jerry out, and we continued um, to stay on the original property, but the original cottage, of course, came down long before I was born, and this cottage was built in 63. Wow. With my dad, um, Uncle Jerry was part of that team, and they had a builder. My dad had hired a builder from Toronto, and he came up, and um, yeah, there was a couple of different builders involved, but that's what they did, and then they did an extension and an addition in 87. Mm Mm-hmm. And added things like the dishwasher and some of the... The modern luxuries. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) That's amazing. I guess I should just backstep really quick because mm-hmm. I, I've actually met with Jerry and Wanda already. And so I'd already made that connection with them. And so I've talked extensively with them about their cottage and 
I just want to first off say they're incredibly wonderful people and I was so, so happy to spend the time with them and I'm hoping that I can come back soon and have another glass of Sauvignon Blanc with Jerry because that was so wonderful. Yeah, I just want to say what great people they are and I, I'm they are. so happy to be speaking with you as well. And um, Thank you. they really wanted me to speak with you because they just love you so much and they've just said so many great things about you so I think it's really important for this podcast to show like the generational history and like the next chapter of this history so I think it's very important for us to see your perspective as well of how you grew up in the cottage and what you love about the cottage and um, how it makes you feel because I know you don't live here anymore right so maybe you can talk about just your childhood a little bit growing up here mm-hmm. and um, talk about maybe a little bit how you spent all your summers up here. Yes, yes I did. Um, I didn't have a choice uh, back then. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't always fun. Um, you know, like absolutely my first whatever 10 years of life was great every summer up here all summer long and then there was a period in my teenage years yeah that you want to be in the city and That's a tough age, you know though. yeah between 14 and 16 was tough because I couldn't drive you're just ready to kind of move on to to do bigger things and better things and so that was a little bit tough but we were out driving the boat and stuff yeah. you know we skied a lot and then my Aunt Bess introduced me to um, a girl. Her name is Mary Bean. And I met Mary. Okay. Yes, because I interviewed Bonnie. Okay. And Mary was there. So my Aunt Bess introduced me to Mary when I was about seven. And we were friends because there was no other kids up here. Mm-hmm. And they're just for reference. They're just around the corner. They are guys. just around the corner. So, yeah. yes, we are... This, our little bay is called Sunny Cove, and they are just outside of of our bay, yes. Mm. And so Mary and I were summer friends for many, many years, and then we had another friend right on the point. Mm -hmm. Um, Her name was Karen, and Karen was another summer friend. Over the years, um, Mary and I became closer, and as we aged and had more freedom, we became winter friends, too. To this day, I'll be seeing Mary on Friday. She's coming up, and we get together like we are still... Like, that's one of the things that my daughter, Brooke, loves up Mm. here is when I get together with some of my oldest friends and reminisce and just share stories because... It's just great laughs. That's what this podcast is all about. Wonderful memories. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so we did a couple of years ago with Mary. um, Just had a few great laughs. And yeah, we try and coordinate now um, when we're up so we can be up together. I also love to mention people. her to you because yes. you had said so. That's so funny. Yes, that well, I actually connected. originally met Bonnie, right? And that's how she connected me with Jerry because okay. she was really interested in speaking about her history. And then, um, another incredible lady, I also love her so much. She's just so incredible. She so, is, and so was her and parents. So, oh, okay. I love the connection you have here. It's it's so wonderful. And she was so open to about talking about her her history and her story, and it, just incredible. And Mary was there too. Loved her as well. Yeah. Just wonderful people. So. Um, she connected me with Jerry because she was saying he's the longest standing cottager on the road, right? So right. she's like, you have to speak to Jerry. And then so she reached out to him and then he ended up wanting to speak to me because you never know, right? If right. people want to talk or not. Sure. 
And so anyways, then Jerry said, oh, you have to talk to Lisa. So now we're here. Oh, that's perfect. (laughs) That's how it works, right? And what's even cooler is like Bonnie was the first person I talked to for the podcast ever. So she was like the first, my first interviewee. Wow. So that was just really nice on my end to have somebody so nice and open and kind. And it's obviously made more connections now. And I've probably interviewed six or seven people now. So it's getting easier to interview, but, um, yeah, you're a natural. (laughs) Thank you. But just this, um, this community you have here in this road, honestly, it's like, it's, it's we really are nice a family, like here. it's an extended family. That's how we feel, mm-hmm. you know, like that's how I feel for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and even with Mary, who is like not family, but yeah. she is like family. She's definitely my Muskoka family. And yeah, it, it, it's just amazing. Like and our kids, you know, like our just watching my kids love, you know, the same kinds of things that I grew up doing, but they have better water skis than, yeah. than I did. And, so you know, what are the kind of things that you love? that you used to do and that your kids love doing now? Well, they don't have that same freedom of like boating, for example, because Mary and I, um, we used to go into Bala in our Thundercraft boat when I was 12. Like there was no boating license. It was, you know, my dad was a police officer, so I had to follow, you know, certain rules. And Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say I was brought up, you know, in a strict environment, but definitely expectations. Um, I had my freedom but if I cross the line, then there goes my freedom. For so sure. I didn't want to screw that up with the boat or anything. And um, so that's kind of how Mary and I got through 14 and 16. Like really from 12 through 16 is just having the boat as our transportation. Up and you here. want some more freedom. It's the time. It's like you're really figuring yourself out at that time and age. So it to- makes right. total sense that you're wanting. But that's how we could get into Bala mm-hmm. because we would take the boat into Bala. Then we could go the to car. the Dons. Of course, that's been yes. like a highlight forever. Yep. Still one of my highlights. If you were to ask me like one of my top three things that I love about being at the cottage, mm-hmm. I would say the bakery. Like I gravitate there for so many different things. Things, but like their scones, you know, like they've been around since 19, I don't know, 12 or yeah. 19. I have to look up the exact early date, 1900s. But... Yeah. And, you know, now just even how, how they flourished and even into the retail stores and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but um, no, that's how that's, yeah, that's how we've kind of connected up here. And um Boating we did is is like I said as kids, but yeah, water skied and then tubes. You know that's we were on the inner tubes back mm-hmm. then. Now they've okay. got <laughs> the real good, more comfortable tubes. We used to get the, you know, the part that inflates you and it would be in mm. your stomach and just yeah. Um, but it's yeah, so much fun. A lot of fun for mm-hmm. sure. And then swimming. You know, we did a lot of swimming and. Um, yeah, that was, that was, you know, kind of the same thing that the kids do now. But like I said, they just have better, better toys now. Mm -hmm. And are you an only child? I'm not. Uh, My brother, I have a younger brother or had a younger brother. He passed away back in 2016. Um, but yeah, we both grew up here. There was, yeah, yeah, just four years between us. And then he hung out with Mary's brothers. Okay. Tupper and Brian. I don't know if you met them. No, I didn't. I just met, um, just met Mary. Yeah. Yeah. So again, the kids, like we all were, were friends. Like, even though I had a brother, so my brother hung out with her brothers Mm -hmm. and then Karen at the point had a brother. So yeah, we all kind of just made it work. And, Mm -hmm. and some of us have, have, yeah 
developed a very strong bond for the rest of our lives, for sure. And just, I feel the total exact same way that you're feeling. And even though we've only had our family cottage for 10 years, we knew a lot of people in the area before that because we were boaters and we just serendipitously met some people at a restaurant that I'd worked at. But I think I must have been like seven or eight. We were fishing off the same dock. And I've told this story in like previous episodes of this podcast. But basically, we were fishing off a dock, me and my twin sister and my dad. And then there was another set of twin girls also fishing off the dock with their dad. Oh, wow. And um, the dads get to talking and they're just chatting. And then um, my dad turns around to call for my mom and he's like, oh, Beverly, come over here. And both moms turn around because both moms' names are Beverly. Oh, how funny. So just so funny. So uh, me and my twin and those twins are six days apart. And anyways, so before we got the cottage, like years before we got the cottage, we would just boat to their cottage and hang out like every summer. And we just maintained this friendship for so many years. And then when we bought our cottage, it's only like a one minute boat ride. It's like so close. And that community of people is just incredible. Right. And it's probably the most sense of community I feel that than anywhere I've ever lived. Just wow. like this cottage community. So that's also why I just, I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> just that feeling. How special. See, just meant to be. Yeah. I like, that's how I look at things like that. For sure. It just, that's what I tell my kids too. Yeah. Like, when things fall into place like that. You can't it's force just... anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's someone skiing out there right now. Love it. Yeah. Just for reference, me and Lisa are sitting in your cottage. We're just, maybe we can just do like, um, Maybe you can just give us a virtual tour of the cottage, like a description, if we, as if we were walking through it. Okay. I know if if it it's a little tough, and it, I can it's help. It's a little tough. Um, <laughs> we have a southern exposure, mm-hmm. um, so we are right on Lake Muskoka in a little bay, very secluded, which is like perfect from the elements of different, you know, weather. Mm. And um, as you can see right now, this is kind of the typical, you know, anybody that wants to barefoot ski, this is the lake (laughs) 90% of the time Yeah. um, to to be able to do that. And um, so, yeah, we have a southern exposure. And my mom always called this room the Muskoka room. Um, But back in the day, this was... Was it screened in It was all screened in porch and we used to have to put plastic over it. And this wall... This was a solid wall with just a door here. Yeah. But then, you know, so much living space just to open it up and make it more of the great room. So mm-hmm. that's what they did is they opened this up and then changed all the windows and put a sliding glass door in here and, and got rid of... When I say it, it, it upset my mom to a degree because this was all open before with all screen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have to give and take. We were now going to have access of this room all year round. It extends the rooms so right. much. Yeah. Versus just having it as a summer cottage. So my parents, this was a summer cottage from like 63 till my dad retired. And he retired when he was 55. So, but then he passed away when he was 62. So he had a few years at least. Um, And when he, before he passed, um, when they retired, that's when they 
change this from a summer cottage to more of a an, a year-round home. Okay. And they sold their house in Toronto and kind of made this their principal residence. Oh, and they okay. lived up here until November. So they would come up as soon as they can after the, the frost. Mm-hmm. And, um, or after, you know, the spring thaw, and then they would stay. So they come up April, basically sometime in April and stay till the beginning of November. That's perfect. And then travel for the winter. So where would they, my dad would come up and make maple syrup. Um, they did that many winters. They tap their own trees. Tap their own trees. (gasps) And I can remember it took 40 gallons of sap to make one gallon of syrup. Yeah. Um, but that was that was like a guy's when I say weekend, it was like a two week process. Oh, they yeah. would, I have they friends that do fire. it now. Yep. And it's so fun. It is. But it's like <laughs> so much work. It is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. A lot of work. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, just there's been just so many memories of things over the years. And now, unfortunately, both of my parents and my brother have passed on. But I feel very blessed to have inherited this beautiful piece yeah, of paradise. For sure. And you can share it with your children yes. and your husband. Yes. They all love it. Thank goodness that, you know, nobody was like my husband, for example, with us living in the States and my husband being American, it's not so convenient for him to be here. No, because you're also living in Florida. So it's right. not like you're in New York State or something close. Right. <laughs> so right. It is pretty far. It is pretty far, but he has the same passion that that I do and you know we just always wish we could be here more so as we get closer to retirement yeah we will okay well great you'll be close to me then yes (laughs) yes we'll be neighbors yeah oh that's amazing okay so like I said we're in the Muskoka room looking at the lake this is where this is the room we gravitate to the most Um, and then when you go out this door you go on to our big deck we go back into the cottage we have a bar with three bar stools, just again, facing the lake. But that's a very special and unique bar because that the top of that bar is a piece of, I believe it is maple. I can't tell from here, I'm not sure. I think it's maple (laughs) um, that was found in the lake. It was found as a log. And by my boyfriend at the time, this is back when I was a teenager, um about 18 and my dad and they brought it in it was a huge like it was huge like they had a very hard time even maneuvering it in in the boat and a wet log is heavy yes extremely <laughs> heavy but brought it in and took it to the mill right and they then made this uh table not tabletop but uh bar yeah, like top. a high bar top yeah high bar top and then my dad laminated it and did what, you know, whatever that. It's probably like urethane yeah, or whatever something. Coding. Like coding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's on there now. And then um, everything, the way our, our cottage is designed, everything kind of faces the lake. So from our kitchen, you still see the lake. Um, from our living room, you see the lake, our living room. Everything, you know, is wood. A lot of it's cedar. A lot of it we've kept as original as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, done a few little upgrades with dishwashers and added a second bathroom. So there's two full bathrooms. and, um, But yeah, just a labor of love, my mom would say. Aww. We didn't do a lot of hiring <laughs> to do our work. It was my brother and I up on the weekends. You know, like it was, like I explained to our, our kids that 
we had to do that, you know, in the spring, get the cottage all ready for the summer so we yeah. can enjoy it in the summer. And like when we come up from Florida, we're working a lot of the time to get the cottage ready, whereas they feel that there's not a lot of vacation time. But <laughs> one of these times there will. They're just, yeah. they haven't worked the way that some kids work up here. For they sure. Do get yeah. vacation as well. But yeah. yeah, it is about balance for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a great spot you've got here. Like the bay seems very private, very calm right now. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just the day, but the southern exposure is really beautiful. And I know you were showing me some beautiful pictures of the of the sky, and I can really see why you love are it. Incredible, and, yeah. and the sunrise in the morning is incredible. Like even when it's raining, you know, it's just, there's just beauty. It's just different beauty, different coloring every day. And it's just all very unique. And a real sense of peace and serenity. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you just, you feel relaxed when you're at the cottage. And this is probably the only place, honestly, that I feel that I mentally relax. I think I agree with you on that. Like anywhere else, you're just like, okay, what emails do I have to check? What am I doing? Yeah. back okay I guess I wanted to ask you too um these are maybe more design related questions because um I am an interior designer (laughs) and um I love these original places with so much character and history and stories I just really value that and appreciate it so I I love what you've kept here um thank you yeah because again it's like it's really how you feel in your space and that's kind of my question (laughs) which is um like what are some things? Like what are the things you really love about the cottage, and then maybe some things that you don't like, and maybe there aren't any things. I don't know. The the things I guess because my parents aren't around for sure. I love to keep their memories alive. You totally. know. So for example, the living room. Mm-hmm. I've that was my mom's favorite room. Well, I can, no, I can... this was my mom's favorite room to be in during the day. But every evening, my mom would gravitate after her cup of tea after dinner. She would go to the living room and yeah. she loved to play solitaire. Which is what your daughter's playing. Exactly. That my mom taught my daughter. And it's so funny because this is what my daughter does. Like, it's just, it's a weird thing. But it's like, it's so, it's so warming at the same time. Um, But yeah, my mom would play solitaire in there. And I have kept that room exactly the same. Yeah. Just, that's just, and I turn the lights on. And that was another thing. My mom would always be like, if we're not in the room, turn the lights out. But no, I turn those lights on every night. Yeah. Just for my mom. Oh, that's so sweet. And then maybe talk about the stove. Yes. That's another wonderful story. So the wood stove, we, we have a wood stove, um, kind of in the middle of our cottage um, that needed to be replaced. Because when my, you know, I said my dad would come up for the winter, that was our big heat source, was our wood stove, of course. And then we had a propane um, tank that would kind of heat the bedroom area. Got it. Okay. Uh, But this being, you know, for the, the living part of the cottage. And it was like over 40 years old. So it needed to be replaced. And two years ago... I um, decided, you know, this was the year to do the wood stove. So we were looking all around at wood stoves and my 
dad had made so the you see where the um wood stove is sitting is it's all on rock that my dad went and handpicked from Perry Sound. Ooh, picked Perry all Sound. these, yeah. <laughs> see, we're connected in different ways. Um, but he handpicked all of these rocks or stones, and then my cousin, who pours concrete, poured the concrete, and then together they got the stones and just did their own little, you know, design work there. Yeah, I like the base of it because it kind kind of comes around in a semicircle. Yeah, like it's like they must have really spent the time to cut the stone and yeah it looks really nice thank you um but what was the real special part is when they removed the wood stove we found under there where my dad had engraved ev and ian and yeah that was my mom and dad so that now that shows because the new wood stove is not as deep so yeah, just a special little memory, just things like that. Yeah, just you let me know. Can't that, get rid of that. That's no, so special. And just knowing that it, that they're still here. Of course. Um, you know, deer were my dad's favorite um, animal, and on the anniversary, the uh, the first anniversary of my dad's death, we had deer all over the front of the lawn. Wow. Like it was just like we've had so many just touching little. Mm-hmm special moments i had my first wedding here we all went to that little church that you pass on the way in so there's been a few of us in the family that have been married there but we all decorated our boats and we all had a boat procession i want to do that that's so sweet and got married there and then had a reception at at one of the resorts up here okay yeah, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, special, special for That's sure. So much. There's just so much history. Like I could tell you so many stories and birthdays and just mm-hmm. you know, um Canada Day parties up here are just our best with our family and um yeah, it's it's wonderful. Just there's no place that I would rather be than here. Yeah. This and is my best sleeps ever too. Right? And I feel like everybody is so Everyone who has a cottage or has been to a cottage just feels that same way. And it's like, why can't we feel like this all the time? Right. right. <laughs> but it's nice to have that balance of, you know, city life, city life versus and... cottage life. And just the feeling of being so relaxed and at ease and happy. It's it's so nice to look forward to coming here. And it's so wonderful that you have like how, five or six generations. Yeah, there's six generations. Now, yeah. That like that's just. I know it is like the history of your family has just been here for so long and to know that they well first they had owned this entire bay you know that's Mm -hmm. just so crazy I can't remember what Jerry told me about his his, it was his grandfather correct what did what did his grandfather do they all were railroad. They were they railroad. All, yeah, that's see, that's we still have the railroad ties all around here. Oh, okay, okay. That's um, yeah. Because was Bonnie's family also railroad? I can't remember if I'm getting the two confused now, uh, but they might have been. You know, like there wasn't a lot, you know, back then. Mm-hmm. So they, I'm not positive of Bonnie's, but yes, my family for sure, Definitely. generations and generations. Yeah. Um, even when you talk to Ross. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's another railroader. His, okay. Yeah, his dad yeah. too. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. And did Jerry say that his dad lived in Barrie? Yeah. Um, or so his, his grandfather lived in Barrie? So his dad 
live okay so now i'm thinking barry or aurelia i'm thinking his dad is aurelia <laughs> and mom came from barry okay um but great like my great grandfather so his grandfather could have also been barry as well mm-hmm. um but i know my yeah i know my grandfather was aurelia okay so his dad was aurelia but yeah great grandfather and his and did you say that your like when they first came to canada where did they did, did were they from england or where did they come from well my dad was from england your dad was yeah from oh not okay. this was my mom's family right. yeah yeah the cottage but so, do you know like where they originated from i guess well, barry and aurelia is is that's as far back as i know okay um but yeah my yeah it's just there's a lot in in aurelia and barry and your dad grew up like was from england originally where did he grow up in england um well he not in london he grew up in chatham okay um kent yeah yeah i've heard of kent i i lived in england for a little bit too so i'm like i I kind of know a little bit but i i was like down in cornwall okay so like down kind of the West, southwest side so i and it's beautiful there too but, it is mm-hmm. um we spent a month there when i was 12 like there's not a lot i remember but we went to buckingham palace yeah. and i remember the devonshire cream we had lots of <gasps> oh my god yes 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 because devon and cornwall are right beside each other and it's like the clotted cream yes mm-hmm. oh my gosh it's that really was strawberry on a scone and, oh yeah yeah so good i ate a lot of that yeah i would like make sure i went for a really long walk for and then I'd be like, okay, yeah. can, I, can I have this now? I have a sweet tooth. Me so too. The afternoon tea. And I'm a tea drinker. Like, yeah, I, don't know I loved the afternoon tea. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I still like do. Best. Like the little sandwiches and yeah. like everything on the triple decker plate. Oh, just everything about it. I love the queen. Like, I just yeah. love the whole English thing. So, yeah. anywho. Yeah. yeah. Well, my uncle Frank, it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. funny that you're saying this to give you just I, this is a little bit off topic, but That's a little okay. bit on topic. Uncle Frank's lot. So he owned a store. He owned a very... In Kingston. Rare... Yes. Yes. Jerry told yes. me a little bit, but yes, go on. But he had like... So he had a lot of things um, always for... Um, when I say the queen, anything to do with the queen or when Princess Diana and Charles got married. Like if there was only, say, 20 special cup and saucer made, you know, commencing their wedding or whatever, his store would always get some. Yeah. Whether I don't know how many he would get or what percentage, but of these rare little things, yeah, yeah, he would always... Jerry definitely told me about that. And I remember it was interesting because um, my mom's from Kingston. And okay. I think she remembers that store. Oh, my God. Spearns of Kingston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. So it's just like, how does how does life work? Honestly, yeah. like the connections that people have. It's like, what's the thing they say with them? Um, what is it when you when you know someone, the, the, the degrees, like how far of a degree we are away from each other? You know, is it like nine degrees of separation or how many degrees? I, I have know. to look into that. But like, know. we might know somebody th- the same in Kingston, like three or four degrees away from who we are. But like, we're yeah. all connected in that way. Yeah. yeah. So it's just the more that Jerry was speaking and even some of the places that he wanted to have traveled, I'm like, oh my God, I've been to some of these places too. But he was there like 40 years earlier and it's right. just so cool. And um, yeah. Just like the connections that people have in stories is just 
well, really what this podcast is about, right? So it's um, just so fascinating. It really and, is a small world. And really, like, the, the small things that happen in life that, like, end you up where you are today are so interesting. One small thing can happen in your life and it really changes the path of your life without you even really knowing that that's going to happen. But yeah, again, for me, like COVID happened and I ended up back here and then I met someone and then now I'm probably going to get married and live here forever, you know? So like, I never thought that would happen and you never thought you'd end up in Florida. So it's just very interesting, isn't it? And even just keeping the cottage because you know it's everything's expensive up here as you know so um with me living afar it's you know yeah there's you know some challenges there 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 definitely is some challenges and um but you know if my if my brother was still alive then i wouldn't be here kind of thing so it's unfortunate, but sometimes things just happen beyond our control. For that, sure. That, yeah, allow things to, mm-hmm. to happen for us. So And, I mean, it's off, like it's awful and, and sad that that happened, and I can't really say too much about it because I don't know the circumstance, but it, it led you here again. That's and, right. And you can spend the time with your family here and your kids, and they get to grow up here and have that's, that same yeah. experience that you had, and you can share that with them. So I think that's just so wonderful that and you how do my that. mother and how and how like Luke who purchased it that's what he wanted yeah he wanted this bay mm-hmm. to be about family connecting yeah so that's what we're doing mm-hmm. and and yeah it's it's just awesome like it's just I I'm so blessed it's like. He has no clue what he has done no. for, for so many generations. It's funny because I, yeah, like I'm a Georgian Bay girl, right? So I'm more from that area and it's different than here. So it's been really interesting for me to learn more about Muskoka because even though I grew up in Perry Sound, it's only an hour away, not even. Uh, I like knew nothing about this area. Like, I don't think I had ever even been on any of these lakes before. Really? No, because I think when you're from there, you just go on the yeah, bay, you know, yeah, and yeah. you're just like, this is what I do. I love it. Yeah. Um, all my friends are there. Like, I didn't really have any friends here. So it's been so interesting working in this area now and learning learning about like Dunn's Pavilion and Dawn's yeah. and like all these things. And, you know, Bonnie was talking about growing up here and I just knew absolutely nothing about Muskoka, so it's been incredible to like hear all these stories too. Um, just personally, because yeah. I knew nothing, and then even just like my interest was so sparked being up here with COVID and and also being a designer in the area. I think it's just so important to know the history of the area and like the ecology and like the native species of plants that grow here. Like they're all just like. It's just so interesting and I think really important to have that perspective before you go in and like tear something down, for example, yeah. you know? So I, I really appreciate um, your cottage and what you've done with it. So oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes, I, I, you know, as they get older and things need to be done, that's just like this floor, for example, mm-hmm. um, we have done a lot of laminate mm-hmm. where we had like linoleum. Yeah. But now this is original and I was going to put this. I have it sitting out there mm. and it's like, 
you know what? I think you leave it. I'm not. I'm going to have this redone. Oh, okay. And just, because it, you know, there was some boards yeah, that I see, need I work. See. Yeah. And, and I was like struggling for so long. I know, it's but tough. I don't like this as much as I like this. I know. And this is something, again, that was original that my dad did. And I, I would really like to preserve that. Mm -hmm. Even if it costs more money mm -hmm. to preserve this. I would rather do that than change it to laminate. I you know. know. I just feel like that's not the right answer for me. But, yeah. you know, I understand that. It's personal, though, yeah, and it's sure totally it up to you. And I value that a lot. And I think part of the issue becomes when it's just, like, not working anymore or it's falling apart or it's right. moldy, then, like, unfortunately, you might have to. But if there is a way to work around and keep it, I'm all for that. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it wasn't till, so Brooke and I were up at Mary's, I'm not sure if it was two years ago or three years ago, but I hadn't been in Mary's cottage for probably 20 years. Really? And when I went in there, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, Mary, this is the exact same, like, <laughs> and then she said they had had everything kind of redone. Right. And that's what, that made my mind up about the floor because I had been toying but what I was going to do, what I was going to do, but I bought enough of that so I could do this. Mm. And But I haven't wanted to do this. I haven't wanted it to And how changed. long ago was it that you did this? Six years. So it's been six years and you still haven't done it. So I think that makes... Yeah. I think you but know. But I need to return it. I, I can... I got yeah. it. It was one of those Costco, you know, things and just want to buy enough when they have it mm. in case, you know... Anyway, I'm not going to use it in yeah. here, but it was their place that I said that they had stuff redone. I'm like, this is exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, just keep what we have and make it just look new again. Yeah. And just like functional. Yeah. <laughs> like make it work. Like yeah. the door, like you've replaced this front sliding door. Right. So that's more functional for you now. So it makes total sense. It's, it's not quite as cottagey because it's not wooden. It's yeah. now vinyl. Yeah. But it's practicality as well. Mm-hmm. And the vine, like nobody does wood sliders anymore. Unless you want to spend 10 grand, they told me. Yeah. Well, I don't want to spend 10 grand. On, a, on your sliding door, I know. Right. I know. Yeah. Right. Well, I think we've, I think I've asked you mainly everything I wanted to ask, but is there anything else that you would want to comment on or any other stories you might want to share or special things around the cottage that are interesting? I don't think so, other than just what a, just, I've enjoyed so much chatting with you, Katie, oh, thank and I you. feel like we have so much <laughs> in common. I know we just, you know, we've only known each other for a very short time, like two but hours. <laughs> I, I, I've, like I said, I've just loved chatting with you about, yeah, you know, everything and, and you've made me think about things again that, yeah, I had forgotten about, you know, my dad and my mom's, you know, name and grave there, but yeah. I love to show people like you that, that really care, you know, yes. that really have an interest and, mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, truly care about the area and yeah. have a passion for it too. So. Oh yeah. That is deep in my soul. Yeah. I'm sure it is in yours too. It is. But it is. Yeah. That's the whole point is being able to capture these stories and, you know, talking about it and sharing it, it does allow you to really remember lots of things and, yeah. and appreciate I, and it. And so special. And, um, yeah, like, you know, 
later generations can listen to these episodes and hear your voice and your stories. And I think that's, that'll just be so great to share with them. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So I just personally want to say thank you so much for being involved. And, um, I again, love Jerry and Wanda. I'm hoping to see them again in another few weeks. And, um, yeah, I just, I think the best part about this podcast is like, the kind of people that want to talk to me are just right. so wonderful and just are so excited to share their story because they love they love being up here so much right. that it's like I feel like I'm meeting the best of the best people, Aww. you know. So they are they yeah. they're super sweet, super kind, and, and have had an amazing just, life. Yeah, they, yeah, they really have. And people that have traveled the world mm-hmm. and look where they gravitate to. Well, that's they exactly can go anywhere they want. I know. And, they... and that's exactly kind of what I was saying in my previous episode. Is that no matter where, like I've told you, I've traveled. So I think I've been to 25 countries. Wow. And like, that's awesome. Oh, it's amazing. And I think everyone, you know, should travel, but. The fact that you, I still gravitate back here and like, I found a boyfriend here and I'm, you know, it's like, how did that happen? Yeah. (laughs) I obviously like, something in my soul is just wants me to be here. Right. So. Yeah. Meant to be. Yeah. So thank you so much, Lisa. You are so welcome. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this story, please give me a five star on Spotify. I would really appreciate it. It really helps um, me continue the podcast and keep it going. And if you would like to support this podcast, please follow along to patreon.com slash rewind design. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash rewind design. If you would like to support the show in other ways or share your own story, please send an email to Katie, K-A-T-Y at rewind design.ca or give me a call at 416-822-7489. Your donations help to run the podcast and costs associated with recording equipment and travel. 10% of all donations will be donated to the Georgian Bay Land Trust. Thank you so much. Your support means everything.